Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 160. It's another Biz Tip Friday today. I'm going to give you my number one tip to help you overcome objections. I know that this is an area that a lot of you probably struggle with when a prospect gives you an objection, whether it's the, I don't have the money, I don't have enough time, I'm not a salesperson, or I've seen these types of things, the whole network marketing objection. Look, we we get these all the time from prospects. And I can remember when I was first starting out, quite frankly, how afraid of them I were because I wasn't sure how to handle them, didn't have the right words to say, and, uh, and oftentimes an objection just meant the end of the process for me most of the time. So I don't want that to be you. And today I'm going to give you some advice in the area of handling objections. This episode has actually been inspired by um, the topic that we're teaching this month inside of my leadership certification program, the Legacy Leadership Academy. Our July mission, training mission, is titled Handling Objections and Closing with Confidence. So I do want to give you a heads up. If that sounds like something that might be interesting to you, like I could definitely use some help there. I want to let you know I've got an extra special offer that I've prepared just for all of my listeners here on the podcast, so stick around to the very end. But let's talk a little bit about objections. Before I give you my number one tip, here's the thing I want you to understand. If you find yourself getting objections a lot, see, when I first started in my network marketing business, I used to get objections. I swear every single prospect would give me either I don't have the time, probably the two I got most commonly were I don't have the time and I'm I'm not a salesperson. I did get the money objection, but I really noticed that it was the time and the salesperson that I got a lot. And I never really understood why. Here's what I've learned during my career as a consultant, but certainly now having trained literally tens of thousands of network marketers that struggle in the area of objections and closing. Here's what I found. The number one cause of objections, there's not even a close second in my mind, is when you make yourself the expert when presenting your products and business to a prospect. So what I mean by that, quite Simply, you just talk too much. See, if you talk too much, if you use sales strategies where you're doing all the explaining and answering questions, that is naturally going to cause objections. And and I didn't get that at the time, but looking back, it was really clear to me. I have a background, traditional corporate sales. I was in medical sales for 10 years. So when I joined network marketing, the first thing that I naturally did was what I did in my medical sales job. I just sold. I explained, right? I had to detail my physicians. I had to know all the information. I had to sound credible and intelligent. And that was the approach I brought into my network marketing business, not understanding the importance of simplicity. So as I was making myself the expert sharing my products and business, my prospects were listening to me and looking at what I was doing and they were thinking, man, I I can't do what you do. So that's why I used to get objections a lot. Look, if you get the money objection a lot, I bet money's not the real reason most of the time. It's probably because that person doesn't see themselves being able to do what you're doing. So I want to just invite you to consider, is one of the reasons why you get objections so much because you're talking too much and you're making yourself the expert. You have to learn how to start using third-party tools, 
keeping it simple, and start saying less. That was something I had to drill into my head over and over again. Bob, say less. Stop talking. So that's, that's the first thing I want to say. Just understand where objections come from. But having said that, you can do everything right. You're still going to get objections from prospects. It's human nature for people to give you objections. So a lot of times a prospect will just react and feel like they need to have an objection, right? People don't want to be sold. They want to feel like they're kind of putting up a little bit of a, a fight there. So what I want you to do is I want you to stop looking at objections like it's a bad thing. I used to get so discouraged when I got an objection. I would fall flat. I'd feel deflated. It's, objections are not a bad thing. Look, here's what your belief needs to be. Objections are actually good. Like, it's not a flat-out no. If a prospect's giving you an objection, here's really what they mean. It says that at some level, there is interest, but there's also concern. So if you can start looking at objections, not as a bad thing, but actually as an opportunity for you to dive deeper with that prospect and maybe help them overcome some of their hang-ups and preconceived notions that they have about what you do. It's an opportunity to educate people. So I want you to fundamentally shift the way you look at objections. And that's important to understand because it, it goes hand in hand with the number one tip that I'm going to give you. And here it is right now. The biggest mistake that I see people making when it comes to objections, and I made this mistake for years and why most network marketers are horrible is they get too emotionally involved. And the minute someone gives them an objection, they immediately become defensive. Think about it. Here's where I see this happen the most. When somebody gives you an objection about network marketing, like the business model, the old pyramid objection, or I've seen those things before, or the people at the top make all the money, right? That was an objection that I, when I think back to my early days, I used to make this mistake all the time. Somebody would give it to me and I would immediately jump down their throat and try to make them understand why they're wrong. We want to automatically try to defend what we do. Or if somebody gives you the time objection, and in your mind, you know that that's BS, right? But what we have a tendency to do is our emotions get into the process. And when we get an objection, here's what we do. We react. And if you are reacting, meaning that when a prospect gives it to you, you immediately try to jump down their throat and and, and make them wrong and explain to them why what they think isn't true, you will never be successful handling objections. Here's the key. This is the key thing that I want you to understand. This is one of the most important things that we're teaching our students this month. We're walking them through a series of exercises to help them do this. But here's the key. You have to learn how to remove your emotions from the process, not get defensive and react. Here's the key. You must learn how to intentionally respond. Stop reacting and start responding. Now, let me explain to you the difference here. So here's one of the most important things you have to realize. If a prospect gives you an objection, you may not believe that it's right, but they still have it. And if you react and automatically try to explain to them how they're wrong, what's going to happen is this. They're, not, they're never going to hear you because here's what a prospect needs to feel. They need to feel understood. So when we talk about responding, even if in the back of your mind you're like, this is BS, I know this isn't true. 
you still, the prospect still needs to feel heard. So instead of when they give you that, you know, I've seen these things before, they didn't work, or, you know, I don't have the time, and you know that that's not necessarily true, instead of reacting and just giving them the argument why that's not the case, you need to slow down. You need to let the prospect feel understood because if they feel heard, if you take the time to slow down and understand, then you can respond in a way that they'll actually be able to hear and receive. So let me give you an example. So one of the things that I try to teach our students is, look, I don't want you to think of yourself as a salesperson. I want you to think of yourself as more of a consultant. Like, think of what a consultant's job is. So, like, if I was a salesperson and I'm trying to get you to join my business, in the back of my mind, I know my job is I'm just going to try to get you to join no matter what. And you can say whatever you want and I'll act like I hear you. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to try to sell you. I want you to think of yourself more as a consultant. This is a very different shift in mindset. So, think of what a consultant would do. If you were hired as a consultant, to help a prospect figure out if this business you're offering them is a good fit. You would not go into the interaction with the mindset that we're going to get this person to say yes no matter what. You would actually like legitimately take the time to understand the prospect's situation, their mindset, and help them figure out if this is the best fit. So a consultant would sit there, and if you said, I don't have time, here's what they would do, and this is what I need you to do. I want you to ask clarifying questions. See, clarifying questions are how you help a prospect feel understood. Clarifying questions are how you respond instead of reacting. So don't just react with your canned response, right? Like, here's what I used to do, man. People give me the pyramid objection, and I would be so ready. Like, I'd be like, well, let me tell you why this isn't a pyramid. I'd be like, do you work at a company? How many people are, own the company, right? How many managers are under them? And then how many employees? Well, what's that look like? It looks like a pyramid, right? Like, I had the perfect response, and I couldn't wait to just jam it down someone's throat to get them to understand, where they'd say, you don't have the time. i go, what do you mean you don't have the time? How long you been working your job? You still don't have the time, or I don't have the money. How long you been working your job? You still don't have, right? Like, I, was, I used to be so combative handling objections. I used to get like flustered when people gave them to me. And no wonder nobody ever joined when they gave me an objection. But when I understood the mindset of a consultant, and when somebody gave me an objection, instead of me just jumping down their throat, I said, okay, let me, let me not react here. Let me take the time to really understand why this person has this objection. Let me make sure they feel heard. And here's the way I used to do it. Simple clarifying question. No matter what the objection was, Here's what I would say. Hey, I totally get it. Tell me more about that. So somebody says, well, I don't have the time. And I say, you know, I totally get that. Tell me more about that, right? I just ask them a simple clarifying question and I want them talking more about the objection that they just gave me. Or, hey, I heard that these things don't work. And I say, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? A clarifying question, putting it right back on the prospect, getting them talking more and really digging into their objection, it makes them feel understood. It makes them feel heard. But here's the interesting thing. It's funny how so many times when you just take the time to, instead of react and respond, you ask a simple clarifying question and you allow them to talk. It's funny how many times prospects will literally either just talk them right out of their objection, their own objection. They'll just completely talk their way right out of it. Or 
you'll get some insight into what the actual real objection is. So like the money objection is a good example. When I used to learn how to the strategy of responding instead of reacting and acting more like a consultant and somebody would say, I don't have the money. And I'd say, oh, I'm really, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. Could you tell me more about that? It would be funny how many times people would just flat out say, well, it's not that I don't have the money. It's just this. And then it was so interesting. So I was like, okay, so now we're done with that objection. Let's handle this one. They said, well, I'm just not sure if I have the time to do it. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Could you tell me more about that? And they would start talking about, and then here's what would happen sometimes. When you get to the real objection, they start talking about how they don't have time. And it's like you're really digging into that pain in their life, and all they're giving you is ammunition and leverage and information, their hot button for you to be able to go back and say, hey, well, how would you like to have some more time, right? So clarifying questions are so powerful. Because if you can get that prospect talking more about that objection, right, it helps you really understand what's going on inside of their mind. And this, at the end of the day, this is what consultants do. This is the difference between a consultant and a salesperson. And I will tell you, every single network marketer that I've ever met that is extraordinary when it comes to closing and handling objections, none of them think of themselves as salespeople. They all think of themselves more as consultants. But that's what your challenge. I want you to notice. The next time you get an objection for your prospect, I want you to notice your tendency to become defensive, to allow your emotions to get involved, to want to react and make the prospect wrong. You will never be good at handling objections, making the prospect wrong. So make that simple shift, respond instead of react, think of yourself as a consultant, be really good at asking clarifying, simple clarifying questions. And I'm telling you, you'll notice how, how much more often you actually can get a prospect past an objection. So that's my advice for you today. But hey, listen, I know a lot of you struggle when it comes to closing. And, you know, like if you need some help with this specific objection, like, Bob, what do I, because there are, there is specific language and strategies that you need to learn how to use. Like if somebody gives you the money objection, you need to know how to come back with that. If somebody legitimately has the time objection or I'm not a salesperson, you need to have an approach. And if you really struggle in this area and you struggle with confidence with closing, here's what I've done is I put together a special offer for for all of you, my podcast listeners, where you can actually join the Legacy Leadership Academy for free for 14 days. Now, you'll get when you join at the time of this publishing, we've already released the July mission. So when you join, you will literally get immediate access to that entire four-part training where I go through every objection in detail and I walk you through the mindset of closing and we teach you closing the legacy leader way, which I promise you is totally different than anything you've ever learned before. But you'll get immediate access, two weeks access to that training and within 14 days, if you you don't get just absolute crazy incredible value, you can cancel, you'll never be charged. So I'll put the link in the show notes. All you have to do is go to LegacyLeadershipAcademy.com forward slash special offer. That's LegacyLeadershipAcademy.com forward slash special offer. And now depending on the time that you're listening to this, if you're listening to this episode and it's past the month of July, you won't get access to that mission anymore because we'll be on to a new mission. But during the month of July, if you join, you'll get access to that training. So that's the message. That's training for today. Hope some of you decide to take me up on that offer. I promise you, you're going to love this training that we're doing this month. But either way, have a great day. Love and appreciate all of you for being here. I'll see you soon on the next episode.